Happy New Year, our little spookily ookily hunts. Welcome to 2023, our first episode of this brand new year. Um, if you don't already know, my name is V. I'm one of your co-hosts. And I'm the other person, Meg. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And we're very excited for today's episode. Um, and we've got some horror news to share with you first. So we do. This is going to be a really fun episode because we haven't talked via FaceTime in yeah. like three weeks. So it's a it's a weird energy up in this room right now. It is. It really is. It's like we're like giddy little schoolgirls. Like, oh my god, it's like been the summer oh holidays god. and I haven't seen you for ages. Girly fun. I know. <laughs> it's like the first day back after winter break and you're like, oh my god, I miss my friends. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> yeah, so some some stuff has happened since we last talked. Mm. And I think that the most important thing up on this horror news docket is the fucking Scream trailer. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. The little Easter eggs of the costumes. Um, like, get out. Get yes. out right now. Stop it. I'm so excited. Really, I just... <sighs> It was like from Ready or Not, there mm. was like Scream references from Scream 4, mm-hmm. The Babadook, yeah. um, American Werewolf in London, which makes me super excited because there's a sick chase scene in American Werewolf in London, and I would love to see a Scream 6 subway chase scene. Oh, so good. I I just would love like, the really intense chase scene. Yeah. I think that they said that they're going to do it. Yeah. Anything, anything they this, give me. Anything this film's going to throw at us is going to be amazing. But I'm I'm really excited. I think we were like a bit dubious at first it being set in New York. But after that little bit yeah. of trailer. Ah, I'm sold. Sell my soul to them for me to get 100 tickets to watch it. I am gagged at the fact that they were on that subway and there were so many of those masks. I'm like, is this a setup? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm I'm just so interested to find out the storyline, who the killer is, what they're doing in New York, of all places. Like, why are they yeah. there? And why mm-hmm. is there a ghost face in New York with them? So, suspicions on everyone. The only thing I could think of is if they're, like, touring colleges. Are they old enough to do that? I don't know if they address their ages there, but, like, why would the whole gang be there? Or did they heed my advice and just get out of Woodsboro during the anniversary of these deaths? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I will be playing my own kind of Cluedo game. (gasps) You want to know what? What What if Gail lives in New York and that she's, like, interviewing them or something? I could also see that. Mm-hmm. We will see. I really don't know. I kind of want to go in blind, but also I want to know as much as I possibly can. <laughs> it's a, it's Me. A, it's a catch-22 at the moment. <laughs> if Mindy Meeks Martin dies in that subway, if she, if she dies at all in this movie, mm. I'm going to be very upset. Mm. Very uh, upset. Speaking of that, um, hello, Yellow Jackets news. What? The release date of when we're gonna get the second season and we got our first look of adult what's her name adult lottie no not adult no. lottie no van adult yes van. adult van we got Wait, our but first i want to see adult lottie i want to see adult lottie uh, yeah 
Let's see. I don't think they've released what adult Lottie looks like. Adult Van looks like mm. she has her own bar in your hometown and she's going to sling you some drinks, but she looks cool as fuck. Yeah. I mean, we know the actress that's going to be playing adult Lottie, but we haven't seen any shots of what she looks like in interesting yellow jackets. But yes, we got our first pictures of adult Van and we got our um, release date for season two of yellow jackets which isn't actually that it's far away yet march 24th right i think so yeah so yeah hopefully <sighs> it comes out over there the same day it should do considering i think it came out the same time as it did in the u.s but do you want to know what v I started watching um, Yellow Jackets when season one was like halfway through. Mm. And I think you watched it when it was completely done being released. This is not a drop the whole season at once. We're going to have to wait each week for a new episode. And that hurts me. It, it hurts me too. But it just gives us more time to prep a whole episode on season two of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, something... In horror news that I feel like you would be excited about, which I think I sent you with this article, is that we potentially could be getting an Invisible Man sequel. Yes. It's a very interesting that they're going to do this because they were supposed to reboot the Universal Monsters, weren't they? And when the mummy flopped, but they released the Invisible Man, but and the Invisible Man hit, they kind of just like were like, what do we do? So it's interesting they're going to do a sequel to The Invisible Man, but also, how are they going to do it? So I'm pretty sure it's because of the merger between Atomic Monster and Blumhouse, so James Wan and Jason Blum's. So I'm pretty sure that (laughs) Jason Blum wants to do it and James Wan's like, yeah, I'd be down to help you with that. So that's all we really have for that story. But I just know that you're a huge fan of it. And if they are going to completely reboot all of the Universal Monsters, we've had this discussion. Can we please get Del Toro's Frankenstein? Mm. I would pass away. I would die. Literally, it would be so exciting. But I'm, I would be excited to see them redo The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Because oh we God, haven't yeah. really had a mi- remake of that. Because Del Toro would be great at remaking Creature from the Black Lagoon as well. The only concern is, is it going to look like the Creature from the Black Lagoon? Or is it going to look like Abe from Hellboy and the Creature from The Shape of Water? <laughs> Either way, I would be sat prime <laughs> for that film. Only if the woman is played by Jenna Ortega. Because at this point, if there's a female lead in a horror movie, it needs to go to her. <laughs> Period. Uh, 100%. She has... Uh, again, she's had a magnificent year, and I'm so excited to see her in the next Scream movie as well. So mm. I know. Um, There was another <laughs> bit of horror news that I am excited for. Because you know how we love Kevin Smith. Mm. Is it about about the TikTok I said? He has plans to end his True North saga with a thing called Moose Jaws, which is pretty much Jaws with a moose. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I love him. Yeah. So um, I 
sent you a TikTok. I don't know if you watched it, but he did a panel and he talked about the next five films because he's at 15 and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm so close to 20. So let's pan out t- like the next five mm-hmm. films. So he wants to do another Silent J and Bob film. Yeah. I think he's going to do a sequel to Mallrats. Yes. Which, fuck, I'm so excited because I love Mallrats. Yes, I think... <laughs> doesn't Warner Brothers own Mallrats at the moment? Um, That's a great question. Um, I think they do. And I think he approached them and said, hey, I want to do Mallrats, a new Mallrats. And they were like, uh, n- do we own that? Oh, we do. Sick. No. So when he did Clerks Free um with i don't know which studio i think paramount um i think that was um lionsgate lionsgate one of them basically the studio told him no to a mall rat but the studio he worked with for clark's free have turned around and said yeah we'll get that made so we'll potentially be seeing a new mall rats movie but what i'm most excited about is that he's confirmed and the last one of his five films, well, no, not the last one, because the last one would be a Silent J film. Uh, one of them is going to be Tusk 2. Yeah. And fuck. he messaged Justin Long and Osmond, and he was like, what do you think about um, us doing Tusk 2? And apparently Justin Long called him up and was like, have you... Uh, do you understand that <laughs> that film ruined half of my career and he just responded well i'm coming for the other half so get ready <laughs> well technically he's still kicking because today we're talking about barbarian and yes. justin long boy oh boy is he in that fucking movie <laughs> yes i have thoughts and feelings so before we get into that Let's just go through some quickies. So there's been talks that potentially there's going to be a sixth installment of the Purge films. Why? Um, um, Why? Even though the fifth one was supposed to be the last one, but apparently there might be another one in the tank. So we will see about that. They should have just had that one be a one and done sort of deal. I know. And they tried to do a TV series, but the TV series failed. But mm, we will see. Anyway, um, their new Alien movie will start filming in Budapest early next year. So that's I think very... it starts in February. Yes. So we'll we'll probably get it in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. I would yeah. say. Yeah, probably like early twenty twenty four. I'm thinking like the earlier half. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. Um, we're getting a remake of Facial Attraction on Paramount Plus. Hmm. So that could be quite interesting. There's going to be a Twister sequel in 2024. I'm excited for that because Twister absolutely ruined my childhood. My brother made me watch it. It's, again, one of those movies that my brother made me watch far too young. And I was scared any time it rained. So I'm all for a Twister reboot. I don't think I've actually ever seen Twister, to be honest. Oh, it's like a really good movie. It's just about storm chasers in a huge fucking tornado. Universal, I don't know if they still do, but they had a Twister ride and it was fun because you were sitting there and then you would see the cow flying around. It was it was entertaining. That sounds absolutely amazing. But yeah, that's basically the quickie bits from me. Should we get into it? 
Yes, I'm super <laughs> excited to be talking about Barbarian. It was one of the most talked about horror films in 2022, but you didn't get the opportunity to watch it. And you just watched it this past week and I told you don't give me anything until mm-hmm. we record. Not a word, nothing. Yeah, you tried, you tried it. You're like, <laughs> just just give me an emoji, please. I just need something. And I was like, uh bitch no (laughs) you said to fucking wait so you're fucking waiting to find out what i thought of this film yeah because so many people talked about this movie were you able to dodge a lot of the spoilers before you saw it like you didn't know what was going on no oh perfect perfect yeah now The trailer for this movie really did something that I enjoy because it gave you enough hype without giving you too much. It gave you just the right amount to get you hooked, but I mean, there was absolutely no way that it could set you up for the twists that came in this movie. Absolutely not. I had a feeling something happened um, and I was right about it. But we'll we'll discuss what I had a feeling about. But it's kind of obvious when you're watching it, like, oh, yeah, this this is going to happen. But then after that point, I had no idea what was going to happen. And it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) But in a good way. But in a good way. So if you had to sum up your thoughts or feelings in five words for this movie. Um, And what the fuck am I watching is six words. So we can't do that. What the actual fuck? Huh? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it, my anxiety was on edge. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is so true. Um, so first off, I gotta ask, did you like this movie? I did. I really okay. enjoyed this movie. Um, I can see why it was one of the most talked about films in 2022. Yeah, it was just there was there were so many things that happened in this film but it felt right if that yeah. makes sense the story was cohesive yeah even with like the backstory it didn't really mm-hmm. give you much but it gave you enough of the backstory and then it filled in the rest later on i was going to say i don't want to jump ahead but i do like that they gave you mama's backstory but they didn't detour too much from like the original story so it it just provided another what the fuck factor. Yeah, it was the flashback to Frank and gave you a little bit about Frank. And it didn't really tell you much about the mother until Andre, you know, gave you a bit more to like fill in that gap of where the um, flashback ended. And it's like, ah, yeah, shit. Okay, so... Before we get too far down into it, let's just kind of like dissect this movie. From the beginning, I would just say I too would risk it all for Bill Skarsgård. If I opened, (laughs) if he opened that Airbnb door, I don't even think I would hesitate as much as she did because I'd just be like, it's Bill fucking Skarsgård. I know, but we've got to think about it as the character and Keith did seem weird to me, like his vibe was off. Really? And yeah, it's just like something about him was just like, I-, I would be the same as Tess, to be honest. Like, I completely understand why she was like, um, there's a strange man in this Airbnb that I booked. I want to see my booking confirmation, but hasn't shown me his. Like, it's a weird situation. Like, so- I would be on 
edge to. And she's right when she said, like, if it was the other way around, I would have not let him in at all. I like this movie, but I do have some issues with it. And that's how I feel about Tessa's character. I like her, but I do have some, like, girl, what are you thinking moments Mm. in this. But I do like that she was so skeptical, like, going into it. Because, like, she's right, like... I've never been here before. I'm a single woman. Like, you show me what you got, bro. Mm. But part of me was like, okay, I'm assuming that he's going to be the bad guy. Is it because this is Pennywise and, like, I'm just now forever going to be like, okay, he's going to play a a villain role in every movie? Or was it actually written like that? So it's interesting that you have the same vibe because I was like, I don't know if it's just me assuming because it's Bill Skarsgård or if the character is actually written kind of to be that you can't trust him type feeling. I was going to say, I did think it was cute when he was like, I didn't open the bottle of wine because I, like, you didn't drink your tea Mm. and, like, I knew that might be weird. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, But I think he was written as a way of, like, trying to put you off the scent of what was going to happen. Like, could it be two strangers accidentally booked the same B&B and one turns out to be a madman killer sort of thing and, like, keeps the other one locked up and tortured in this, you know, Airbnb. and then obviously she finds out that he's a jazz musician a founder of like one of like the jazz bands because she's interviewing to be like an assistant of a director who's doing like psychopath detroit and they like hit it off so quickly and this bitch falls for this man too fucking quickly yeah it was like one night she was like oh my god which i mean like it was kind of like a romantic type of thing like it's storming outside okay this person isn't totally a creep okay we're into the same things but it got really weird super quick when she was sleeping and that door opened Mm. and she hears him like crying out and us as an audience i'm like was he really asleep? Like, are we sure that he's not, like, sleepwalking? Like, what if this is setting up for something bigger? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's just as skeptical about her in that moment as we were about him when he first opened the door. Yeah, 100%. And I had a feeling that she did not lock the door before she went to sleep because the way they pivoted to the door when he- they had finished um, making the bed. Which was so cute. It was. It was very cute. That's how I make my bed. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like I get the corners and I'm like, right, give me them. And then I do that. <laughs> so I, I make my bed the same way that Keith does. Uh, Love but that. when he left the room and closed the door, we don't see her lock the door. And it emphasizes like the way the camera is pointed. It's like shows you that she doesn't get up and lock the door afterwards so i don't think she locks the door the first time before she goes to bed big mistake but she definitely locks the door afterwards (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and she goes to this interview and we see where this airbnb is located which is in a really really bad part of detroit one thing that i personally just kind of thought was a mm, factors for this was all of the social commentary that they showed was very like surface level like Mm. there wasn't any like i don't know how to say it but like it felt it felt like it was there just to make a point sort of thing yeah like a sticker like a yeah Yeah. it was just kind of like a oh we're putting this here so we can like make a point and make like a social movie as well yeah but like 
I don't know. But it does kind of like lend itself to the latter half of the story where we it starts to really pick up. But that was yeah. just one thing that I didn't really care for in the movie. Yeah, I, it kind of put me off a little tiny bit. That's what um, I'm saying. Like, there's but, just something about it. Yeah, but when you find out like certain things later on in the film, you're like, oh, that's why this area is run down most likely. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. because of, you know, gentrification or anything like that, but, like, this thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But um, my next bit of the note, let's just jump forward a bit. Tess finds this um, secret room in a basement, and she gets locked in to the basement, and she finds this weird room with a video camera, um, a bucket, and a mattress. Keith comes back. She gives him the key to unlock the front door get her out of the basement and she's freaking out and Keith is so dismissive of what she's just seen and experienced that he's like well I don't believe you so I've got to see it for my own eyes bitch if I found someone that terrorized and been like we need to fucking leave now I would not hesitate I would be like okay uh, let me get my shit let's go sort of thing okay I know that she's, like, in love with him already after one night and is, like, picturing their future together. Like, that's kind of what they give you in this movie. Like, she has a crush on Keith after they've spent this night together. But why was she so trusting of him to, like, give him the key? Like, for all she could know, like, he is really lying. Like, he could be a sick son of a bitch and she's just falling right into his trap. He could be the owner of the house. I'm exactly. Pam. Who are you? I'm the owner of this house. Sort of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was up until that point, it like, past that point, I was kind of like, what's going to happen now? Like, is he, like, is he really the person that we should be worried about? And he goes down in the basement, and for some fucking unknown reason, he goes further than what she says that she's just seen. and. This bitch goes down there, goes down a fucking loads of fucking steps into this tunnel to get Keith, who she's known for a day. A day. Like, I get it. You've got good vibes of him, but I would have left that fucking man down there to die. This is what I'm saying about Tess. Like, there are certain parts of her character that I'm just like, come on, girl. And that'll be further explained later in the movie. But let me just say, this is where the movie jumped right into it, because when Keith shows up in this black lit tunnel, (laughs) crawling on the floor, and then gets his fucking head bashed in, my world was spinning. Honestly, seeing his head get bashed in. Um, after, like, you know, Tess going, we need to go this way. And he's like, no, 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 let's not go that way. And she's like, bitch, we need to go this way. This is where we came. This is where we know we can get out. Why aren't you listening to me? And he's like, no, we need to go the other way towards, like, unknownness. The moment his head was grabbed and it was like, fish, bash, bosh. And uh, the practical makeup in this film is just chef's fucking kiss. Now, I will say one part that I'd kind of forgive Keith on that 
a little bit is because imagine, didn't she at this point have a cell phone light? He had nothing. Like, how disorienting would that be to be in a tunnel and you don't know where you're going and you don't know your directions and you might have gotten turned around and it's completely dark. And that's one thing that I love about this movie is the tunnels. Yeah. The way that they lit those were so good because it was pitch black. I went to go see this in theaters and it was a matinee and I was the only person that had bought a ticket. So I put myself right in the middle and then maybe five minutes before the movie started, somebody else walked in, a man. Tell me why we can pick our seats, like our assigned seating. Tell me why he chose the seat directly in front of me. (laughs) So I got up and went to the very back of the theater, but watching this in an actual theater, there's like me and one other person how dark that room was because of the way that they lit this Mm. was extra creep factor so i kind of forgive him because maybe he got and turned around but that baby didn't deserve that he didn't deserve what happened (gasps) he did how dare you he went listen he went further down further when tess was like there's a room with a mattress and a bucket and a camcorder what did she tell him there's a camcorder or did she say there was a mattress and a bucket i don't know I don't know. If she did not mention about the camcorder, she mm, weird. But he went past that point. He saw that and he was like, oh shit, she wasn't lying. But then he was like, huh, a tunnel. Where does this go? No, you don't fucking do that. I chalk that up to the white man syndrome where he's like, nothing bad can happen to me. I'm a white man. Speaking of reactions, when Tess first opened the door to that secret area, she was Mm -hmm. just like, nope <laughs> like fully just like nope i'm not dealing with this but then she does that's what i'm saying like there are some parts about this movie that i'm just like what the fuck if i had right discovered now? that if i pulled it saw like it was pitch black i would have gone absolutely not and just let the rope go back just close yeah. that door not dealing with I it i would have let the rope go back and then i would have packed my shit mm. i would have broken that window i would have gotten back in the house and i would have just Left. And that was that was one of the things in the trailer that I remember like seeing it and everybody being like, she has made every bad decision that a girl can make in a horror movie. Yeah. But somehow she still has redeeming qualities about her. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's likable and she's really dumb, but I like her. Like normally but, uh, but if still smart. Yeah. Normally, if a female is portrayed as doing all these really dumb shits in horror films, I don't really enjoy them. So I'm like, you're smarter than this. Like, come on, think about it. We get a little bit of a turn, like a detour, when she finds the tunnel and then Keith gets his head bashed in. But when the story cut to AJ riding down that coastal road, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Me I was like, I was like is Justin Long is in this? <laughs> Which I love. I love Justin Long. But can we go ahead and um, give him a crown or something for playing the absolute king of the douchebags? Yeah. I've got here, AJ is a complete douchebag, but I love Justin Long so much. He needs to be in more horror movies, to be honest. And the day Kevin Smith makes Tusk 2 will be the day Justin Long wins an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> He really deserves one, though, because, like, this character was written to be such an asshole already, but for some reason, Justin Long just makes it so much better. 
Like it makes it that, believable. <laughs> yes, he has like that hint of like comedy to him, which I love. But just I just wanted to curb stomp this character, and he Literally. never gets better. He never gets better. No, you think at some points like oh, is he- oh no 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 hey more typical man. Uh. Like, literally, he is a typical Hollywood white actor. So here's my thing. We talked about how the social commentary is very surface level and kind of like shallow. Is it because of the way that it was directed and um, acted? Because technically, AJ's character is a very much a commentary on what's going on in filmmaking right now but he did it he played it out so well that it made it work yeah i think the only social commentary in this film that really really worked for me was the aj um accusations and is it because of justin long (laughs) i i think it is because the way justin long portrayed aj and i i fully a hundred percent believe there are men out there oh, like yeah. AJ that truly is like, oh, she, she, you know, she needed some persuading. Like, she didn't really say no. Like, it's not my fault. Like, I thought we both were having a good time. Like, the amount of shit that is so believable with this character that is just a complete and utter fucking dickhead is unreal and i think that is down to probably the writing of aj and the portrayal by um justin long yeah i love him so much but i was like how does this fit into our storyline i just watched bill skarsgård get his fucking brains bashed in (laughs) like what happened to tess (laughs) yeah it's like what's going on and then we come to find out that because aj is having to liquidate all of his assets because he is being accused of you know sa yeah in the r word he has to go to his airbnb home in detroit which coincidentally is the residence where we meet keith and tess and you're like okay i see where this is going now but the fact that he just barges in goes gets drunk calls this woman on the phone drunkenly and then wakes up the next morning and is like are there people fucking staying in this airbnb it just goes to show you how oblivious he is absolutely ridiculous and it's like when he like was hearing noise he's like i got a gun why is that everyone's first fucking response when they hear a noise i got a gun i will use it if you don't come out now i'm a fire and And then he doesn't even have a gun literally if (laughs) If you are going to threaten that you have a gun, at least have one. Like, at least have one. Because then later, when he's like, I'm actually going to go in the basement. He's like, I got a knife. <laughs> it, no, it's it's when he discovers the basement. No, that extra bit. And he immediately goes onto his laptop and is like, can I add basement areas <laughs> as square inches to sell a property? I was dying at that part, but I was absolutely cackling when he went down there and got that measuring tape. Oh my god, yes, and it was like, when he discovered the extra area, he was like, oh fuck yeah, just literally carried on down the stairs with the tape measure. I was like, you're not concerned that this place that you brought has a basement that you never knew about before in this extra area that seems really creepy and dodgy? 
<laughs> like he goes into the bedroom, like the bed area that's like disgusting, and he's like, "Oh, this is horrible." And then he's like, all right, keep going. Like, this movie never lets you anticipate the next move. And I appreciate that. And the further AJ ventures down into the tunnels, the more this story derails. A hundred percent. Like, we discovered the room that's lit that has, like, blankets and pillows all over the floor. And the best feeding video. It was so weird. And then he's just like, okay and just carries on further into darkness i don't understand i don't understand either but then he comes across tess who we discover is alive um and tess is like saying like you need to calm your fucking tits yeah because mama like we actually get to see mama at this point she throws him into this pit where tess is and i think that mama really looks like if the Moonlight Man from Gerald's Game mm. and the Pale Lady from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark had a baby. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 100%. That would be Mama. Yeah, 100%. And fun fact about the makeup for Mama, um, when they first started doing it, it took five hours. And by the end of them shooting, um, the quickest they got it done by was two hours. I'm really surprised. That is an insane amount of work. Because she is pretty grotesque. Yeah, but it's also, like, you think about it, like, it's weird that because underneath all that prosthetics, it's a male. Yeah. It's a man under there. And, like, he's just, like, fully transformed into this grotesque creature, which we find out why she's so grotesque looking. The fact, like, one, the makeup took five hours in the first place, like, I thought probably took longer but the fact that they got it down to two hours they shaved three hours down by the end of it all and it's like talent absolute talent for real though so when tess and aj interact they're in this pit and tess pretty much tells aj like calm down she's gonna feed you with a bottle like you just have to play along like she has been down there for what at this point a couple weeks right so because they don't really tell us what the time jump is do they we kind of have to assume yeah i think that they like briefly mention it in passing but it's been a couple weeks and she knows how to play this game and that's what i'm saying sometimes i feel like tess has an idea and then sometimes she just does stuff that i'm like Mm. girl what the fuck (laughs) but she manages to use aj's i mean i don't know incompetency to escape no, she does. She does. She's like, if like this man is not paying along. He's just got himself taken. But in that doing so, like Mama taking um AJ, she's left open the cage. So Tess is rightly so, took her opportunity, she took the torch that AJ had, climbed up, um, and ran for the hills. Yes, but the events that follow Tess's escape, I feel like this is where the movie started to kind of lose momentum for me at least because she escapes and she goes to the police right mm-hmm. yeah because she's concerned about a white man dying yeah she's concerned about aj which i'm like okay i understand that but like girl i'd be i would try and inform the police if they didn't listen to me sorry about it and and they did it because she was so dirty and she was so erratic from, you know, being captured and 
trapped down there for so long that the police just thought because of the area that it was in that she was a crackhead. Yep. So this definitely comments on police in America and specifically in areas like they're in. But if I was her, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. Like, fuck it. But also, why was her first thought not, I was just held captive? Like, I know that you're frantic and stuff, but when you talk to the police, you kind of need to, like, be in your right mind. So why was it not, I was just held captive at an Airbnb, somebody is still being held there? You know what I'm saying? Like, some of her decisions just... She didn't go about them properly. You know what? What I would have done is actually gone to A&E and gone in there and got medical attention and be like, I have literally just been held captive. And Mm because if you go to a hospital, hospitals are more likely to believe you than police are. And hospitals are most likely to call police as well. Yeah, and they'd probably run a talk screen on her to show that she wasn't under the influence of anything so yeah that's i don't know but the biggest fault that i have in with test is why would she go back why would she go back fuck that dude she didn't owe him shit literally and especially after andre um who's the homeless guy that um we saw earlier in the film that was running towards her um which trying to warn her her. yeah trying to warn her but in that moment it was like you're in this rundown area. Man is running up to you, just screaming, "Hey, come here, come here, girl, come here!" Like mm-hmm. I would be terrified too. Um, but we later find out, like he he lives um close by, um, and he's like, "Bitch, you need to get the fuck out of here because Mama comes out at night. Like the mother, she she roams at night, so you." She will come after you if you do not fucking leave now. And while this is happening, he kind of explains to her that this used to be a good area, but there was a man that would kidnap and hold women captive down in his basement. And then after that, it was just years of inbreeding. Like, Mm. these babies would have babies. And... It was just a really disgusting and foul house and everything else around it deteriorated. But it was the dirtiest and grimiest of them all just because of what happened within the walls. Mm -hmm. And AJ finds that out in a completely different way while he's still trapped in the tunnels of the house. Because he comes along a room and finds Frank. Mm. Fucking Frank. And the crazy part about it is he stumbles upon this room with this like withering old man while he's running away from mama and she kind of refuses to go near that area it seemed like. Like she backed away when he was running Mm. towards that room because she knows what's in there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like it's kind of mad to think like how has Frank been living under there? Because he seemed, like, bedridden. How is he eating? How is he drinking? Yeah, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Some of this storyline had a plot hole to me because what is he doing down there? And AJ watches tapes of what he's done probably in that front room. 
And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then Frank just whips out a gun and shoots himself. It's like, I, uh, I, it was very confusing. Like, what was his mindset in that moment of like, oh, I'm going to get caught. Or like, if he if had killed that, like, if he killed AJ, like, no one would have found him, probably. Maybe so he like, was just done. Yeah, so like, why did he kill himself? Because there, there could have been so many times in his life where he could have done that. Why was it when AJ turned up, watched one of those tapes and was like, what the fuck, you're a disgusting old man. And he's like, oh, he could be disgusting. Bang. Well, didn't he like, he wasn't able to reach his nightstand and AJ like mm. moved it or something, which is, I think, how he got the gun. But I'm like, if he's bedridden and can't move, does that mean that mama comes in and feeds him? This is what I'm saying. Like, the, the, it doesn't make sense, that Frank part, to me. Like, he, he looked like he couldn't look after himself. Yeah. At all. So, like, how is he feeding himself? Because you do need food to stay alive. Um, so, like, was mama, like you said, was mama feeding him? Was he actually not bedridden? Was he deteriorating? Who knows? Like, so many questions. So (laughs) many questions. But my biggest question is, why did she go back to that house? I knew from the second that car accident happened that she rammed her vehicle into the house because Mama was coming out after her. Mm -hmm. I knew for a motherfucking fact that she was not dead. Like, every horror fan should have seen that coming. But why did she go back in that house after him? Literally, and... He uh, could have been dead for all she knew. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, what surprise? He shoots her because he takes Frank's gun. So here is my thing, which we can get further into later on when we talk about the final scene. Mm. How is she still alive? She was just in a massive car accident, and Mm -hmm. then she gets shot in the abdomen. AJ blindly fires this gun thinking that it's mama and he shoots her. How is she still alive? Because in that moment you really thought, oh, she's dead. But no, they managed to not only find their way out of the tunnels, walk up the stairs and then like start running down the street when they mm-hmm. realize that she's gone. Uh, it could have been pure adrenaline. I don't know. But that, that lady should have been dead. She should have been dead. Yeah. Uh I don't understand that part either. Like, at the end, it starts to get a bit messy, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, it does get a bit messy. Andre finds them and is, like, kind of giving them, like, reassurance, like, we're safe here in this water tower. She's never come to, to yeah. do this anything This motherfucker's never come up in this place. Bang. Bang. Cool. <laughs> like Kool-Aid man. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. literally though but somehow you think that aj is gonna have this like redemption arc because when he's in that water tower he's like i found that i'm just like not a good person but like i don't want to be that way like can you change and you're like okay this movie is like getting somewhere and the water tower scene happens and you thought that aj couldn't get any worse and he fucking does he literally leaves tess who he shot to run up the stairs by herself to the top of the water tower (laughs) and he sees mama coming he's just like turns to her and he's like i can get away but you need to slow her down and literally grabs tess looks at the mother and goes go get your baby 
and Chuck's test. <laughs> and then you just get this slow-mo, like really bad slow-mo scene of Tess falling off the water tower and then the mother jumping off. And it's just, what the fuck? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. And I just... <sighs> This is the scene that I wish was different because AJ goes down there and he's like, all right, all right. Like he's getting his story together and we find out that they're both still alive. So not only has Tess survived a car accident, being shot in the abdomen, but then I fall from a water tower. But I will say I was so happy to see AJ get annihilated in that scene. So happy literally the way when mama grabs his the mother grabs his head and then turns her thumbs so the long sharp of her nails are pointing towards his eyes and she just digs them in it was like this it was like that should have been like a slow-mo motion of like aj's face just realizing like ah shit i'm gonna get my eyeballs squeezed out (laughs) so between them we get the two i think grossest scenes we get that scene because that's a horrible way to die but we also got the scene earlier when he was in the tunnels of mama trying to breastfeed him Mm. so honestly i feel like i wouldn't be able to keep living if that had happened to me because that was disgusting uh yeah that breastfeeding scene was horrible If there's one thing about Justin Long, he will commit to those disgusting scenes. He sure will, and we (laughs) applaud him for that. But the ending. Did you roll your eyes when Tess was still alive? Because I did, both times I watched this. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, oh shit, AJ's going to get away. And make up this whole story and probably have a redemption arc. That's that will, what like, I thought cover too. up, like, his scandal that he was just in. And when, that ha- when like, he gets his eyes squished out, which, you know, was an amazing scene and everything, but it was just like, huh? And then, like, Tess is just still laying on the floor. The mother goes over and tries to pick her up, and Tess is like, I can't go back. I can't. I can't. Like, trying to reason with this creature, basically. And it's the way that the mother just accepts that Tess is now holding a gun up to her face. Yeah, she's just like, well, also, maybe she didn't really know. No, I feel like the mother knew. Like, she saw the gun and was like, she she must have known what the gun was. Let's face it. And she just, like, fully accepted that, mm, okay, this is where I die. Or maybe she didn't think that her baby would do that. Maybe she just didn't have any emotional, like, thought going through her. Like, baby couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're led to believe that she's human, but completely physically, emotionally, and mentally not. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it just was that. But I don't know. There's just something about this movie that I love, but it has so many plot holes to it that I'm just kind of like left like, ooh, I don't feel like this was completely wrapped up. Was it the perfect movie? No. Did it keep me on my toes? Absolutely. I never knew where this movie was going. I made Val watch this movie because I was like, I need, 
I need to be with somebody when they watch this movie for the first time because it's such like a what the fuck type of movie. And I recommend people watching it if they haven't already because it's really crazy. It 100% is a rind. I can forgive films with plot holes because yeah. let's let's face it, so many horror films have plot holes in them and we should just be grateful that we have horror films to just <laughs> watch and review. <laughs> Especially horror films like this because mm-hmm. it's so unlike anything else that has been put forward. People are definitely going to talk about this movie for a long time. Because it's an experience. It is an experience. And it's also the fact that they kill off Bill Skarsgård. Like, halfway through the film. So quickly. Yeah. So quickly. Like, you would think that he would make it to the end sort of thing. Because it's, you know, Bill fucking Skarsgård. Like, he's one of the most popular actors at the moment. Like, he comes from a a well-popular actor family and he was pennywise and you know all this that and the other but no they kill him off and i think maybe that might be a leaf out of like the screen book i was literally (laughs) sitting here like he is the casey becker of this story could be a leaf out of that because you know green basically pioneered that like get a very very well-known actor to be like to be at the forefront and center you know like the audiences think okay they're gonna you know be throughout the film and then kill them off so quickly into the film yeah i i don't know what to say about this movie that we haven't already said i really 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 hope that we keep getting horror movies like barbarian because Mm. it just took a completely different approach to filmmaking you never let your audience catch their breath in this movie and it just when you think that it's going one way it goes a completely different way and i really appreciate that but i still have and see some faults Mm. but i think didn't they like when it first came out Maybe you didn't see this since it wasn't out in the UK, but for some reason, I could have sworn that people were talking about a second Barbarian movie. Let me Google. How are they going to make a second Barbarian movie, considering the mother's been killed? Or that's at least what they made us think. Oh, okay. So it was an article, because it says Barbarian director gives disappointing update on prequel slash sequel possibility. Zach Kreger doubts that the horror film will ever receive a follow-up. So that's probably what I was thinking of. Okay, right. Interesting. Well, I mean, it doesn't really need a sequel or anything like that or a prequel because it's it's a self-contained story, I feel. And you want to know what? I, I am clapping right now because he just says he's in no mood to direct a sequel. And for that, I applaud you. Yeah. <laughs> Well done, sir. Well done. The only thing that I could see them doing is a prequel, but apparently he told The Hollywood Reporter, I don't think I'm necessarily interested in a prequel right now. I think it would have to tell the story of Frank, and personally, I'm not interested in making a movie about a man who abducts women. Hey, good for him. I'm more than happy to have that be setting for another story like Barbarian is, but I don't want to watch a guy for an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, I like this guy even more. Oh my god. That is like such a feminist statement. We love that. 
It says the mother surviving her gunshot and having to integrate into society. She could attend community college and get her learner's permit and get a Tinder profile. That would be fun. I'd watch that movie. I don't know if I'd make it, but I'd love to see it. (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that. So I like this movie even more because of those comments. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And just because a film has some slight plot-hole issues doesn't mean it should just overshadow the whole film. But both times I watched it, I will just say, I liked Tess the first time viewing it, and the second time I viewed it, I was like, girl. I had that reaction the first time I watched it, so maybe if I watch it again, I'll be like, oh my god, I love her. (laughs) Maybe. But I'm glad that you liked it, and I'm glad that you got a chance to watch it. So, um... I it obviously came out in cinema in the UK, but I just never got round to watching it. So for any UK listeners, it is currently on Disney Plus. Um, so you can watch it on there. I don't know if it's released digitally in the US. Yeah, I think you can like actually buy a physical copy of Barbarian. Um, but it's on HBO Max too. Fair enough. So yeah, you can watch it digitally if you have those streaming platforms. But it's definitely worth a watch, even though we've basically gone through the whole plot. It is still worth watching just for the visuals that you get. When I saw this movie in theaters, when I picked Val up from work that day, I legitimately on the car ride home told the entire plot to them. <laughs> like I was just like said everything, and then we sat down to watch it a couple months later, and Val was like, "I don't remember anything you told me." <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it's fine. You're fine. But yeah, I enjoyed Barbarian. It wasn't my favorite horror movie of 2022, but it was damn good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, well, when we're recording this, it is um, New Year's Eve. Um, So when you listen to it, it'll be... um, It'll be well into January. It'll be sometime (laughs) in January. Um, (laughs) Even the first week or the second week, depends on how quick Meg wants to It depends on the vibe. Huh? Yeah, it depends on the vibe. Yeah, depends on the vibe we're going to get from this New Year's Eve. Um, but <laughs> we are very excited for you to join us on this um, journey throughout 2023. There's going to be so many horror films that are coming out that Ooh, yeah. we're going to talk about. We're going to review um, TV shows, books. We're actually going to talk about books this year. <laughs> so that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so... Thank you for an amazing 2022. Here's to 2023. Yeah, let's hope that 2023 gives us horror movies like Barbarian. We're going to get Infinity Pool. I know, I'm so excited. We're going to get... Um... Knock at the Cabin. Mm-hmm, that one. Uh... We're getting that one. <laughs> yeah, and that one. And we're obviously going to get Scream. So yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in 2023. If there is a movie coming out or that has already come out that you want us to review, you can shoot us a tweet at Horror Hunts Pod or message us on Instagram at Horror Hunts Podcast because we would love to get some input. It's a fresh year. Anybody has any topics that you want us to talk about, please let us know. Well, V, do you have any final thoughts for the first episode of 2023? Or just barbarian in general. Um, so for twenty twenty three, I hope that the five 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 Nights at Freddy's film gets released in twenty twenty three because Matthew Lillard is going to be in it, and we need more Matthew Lillard in horror films. Thank you very much. Love. Goodbye. <laughs>